Hi, everybody. Welcome to Busy Living So Busy Living So Busy Living So I could do a dance. Those dance moves are coming along nice, honey. You guys can watch me, you know, by the way, on busylivingsober.com. On, no, it's Busy Living Sober on YouTube. And it is on my website at busylivingsober.com. And today I'm going to talk about complacency. And I can't even believe, for one, that we're a year out from when COVID started. I can't even believe that. It's like a year and a week. It's a, no, it was just a year, like two days ago. Mm -hmm. It hasn't been a week. It's like been it's a, year. a year on the eleventh. No, but when when people well when people really started to like stay home, I can tell you this: when that's when COVID happened, if you were like on a workout routine, if you've been working out really well, or you've been going to meetings really well, or you had a real rhythm going in your life, which I did. Yeah. It all came to our. Remember the last that we played golf that time, and I said, "I'll bet you this is the last time we play golf for a long time." And it was like, it was like three months before we got out again. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. And then I think that we still haven't really been to in-person meetings at all. Um, and we're talking about twelve-step meetings. We haven't been to one. I've been to one on the beach. I've been to two on the beach. I gotta go to one. I'm going to go to one. I want to go to one. But now here we are a year out. But we can get complacent. And that's what I want to talk about is complacency. And I think that what happened with COVID really got a lot of people stopped. And then being complacent and being like, I don't really need to do that. And I've been hearing a lot of stories about people that are relapsing. And a lot of stories about people who just gave up and how people give up and just say, forget it. I'm just going to keep drinking. I'm going to keep doing what I was doing, even though it's not in my best interest. And it's not, you know, it's doesn't, it's not, it's not good for me that I'm being complacent, but I'm doing it and I don't want to do it anymore. So what am I going to do about it? And I think that getting into action is the, the part that is so important. I can say this. I, um, I think that getting into action is many ways to get into action. And I think one of the big things, at least for me, is to at least like get a list planned. Like start, and, I, and, I don't ever, and I'm not a big list person. You know what, it's more like a goal, a goal thing. Like having goals, I think makes one accountable. And so you don't, it gets you out of the complacency by getting yourself your ball rolling by setting little goals for yourself because mm -hmm. once people get stuck it's really hard for them to get unstuck it's really hard and it's really hard if you have been i think you know i haven't relapsed and neither has jf but i know that i have empathy for the people that have mm -hmm. and two i know that it can be done that you can get back on the wagon I know it's not easy, but I think it can be done. Now we can get complacent about writing. We can get complacent, even if we are still sober, about writing gratitude. We can get complacent on what makes me happy. I can get complacent on working out. I can get complacent on a lot of things. And how do I, how do I not get complacent? How do I live in that spirit of real resolve and starting to like myself? I think it is really hard to like yourself when you're being complacent. I think it's really hard to like yourself when you're not in a place where you're like, 
thriving and doing things that you know will make you feel better and you're not doing them even though you know you should. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and they, they always say, you know, if you're not moving forwards, then you're moving backwards. You know, so you kind of like, <clears throat> you kid yourself saying, well, I'm not moving backwards, I'm just sitting still. But that's what they say. But do, you think, but do you think that you can just sit still? Like, I do think that at times I do sit still when I don't know what the right and it's it, it happened it, it happened during COVID a lot especially when it came to visiting with people especially going heading north and going on planes and doing things like it it you know I was able I could technically get on a plane during COVID they were flying mm -hmm. but did I want to do that I would say you didn't based on the fact that you never got on a plane. You haven't been on a plane in quite some time. And I know that- But I don't think that counts as complacency. But I think that others could say that you were, you, you could have gone, you could have done this. You could have been there. You, you know, could have gone there. That's a bad attitude because you could have jumped off a bridge. You know, you could have run right. in front of a train. There's all kinds of dumb things that you could do. But during but, COVID, you didn't want to really get on a plane unless it was absolutely necessary. Exactly. So. That was a huge thing. I think that getting to that place where, um, you know, when we feel comfortable in our skin, we know we're doing certain things that make us feel comfortable. I don't know if for me, it's like, I like to get up in the morning. I like to walk the dogs. I like to go to a meeting. I like to go to a meeting. If I don't go to a meet, I do it during the week, not on the weekend, so. But during the week, if I get up and I don't go to a meeting, it's not, I, I have to go to the meeting in the morning. I mean, the only time I ever don't is if I have really early morning tea time, but I normally go every morning. And mm -hmm. when I do that, I feel good. So I do it. I get up in the morning. I like to exercise in the morning. I like to go on walks with the dogs in the morning. So I get up in the morning and I walk my dog and I like that. So I can check that. And that's like something that makes me feel good. Now during COVID, I did not do that. I didn't do any of that. No. I mean, I got up, I went to the meeting, but I was in my house, in my pajamas, not really even leaving. I mean, I was right there in my living room. I mean, I wasn't even, I didn't go anywhere. So that kind of like, there you go. That lost my stamina. That lost my ability to want to strive for better. I was like, but, all right. But that was difficult too. Cause you know, like, you know, me, I went, I liked work out in the afternoon. I went to the gym every afternoon and then COVID came, the gym closed. And then when it reopened, I'm like, I'm not, gone into that gym that's dirty and I haven't been back to the gym since <clears throat> and it's just you know I would like to get back into it but unfortunately like you know circumstances change too so used to be before COVID my my workflow my daily workflow was by three o'clock I could I was pretty much done and I could go do stuff and uh you know I sat in front of my computer today till 5 15 and it just things change. So you have to be adaptable. You do have to be adaptable and you have to do things that work for you, but you have to figure out what works for you. And mm -hmm. if it is something that is as easy as writing a gratitude list. Okay. Even though I think that writing gratitude lists for some can be really hard. I think writing five things you're grateful for every day is hard. I think it's a hard thing to do. I think that you can have all intentions to do it, but if you don't do it, I'll tell you this, I've been doing for eight months now, not even maybe 
maybe no six months i've been doing an, a nightly journal a, a journal entry where i write what i'm grateful for for that i'm not only grateful for but what also what got my crawl that day meaning some stuff that upset me and i do that every night and i've been doing it for six months mm -hmm. and last night i looked at the journal and i was like mm, do i really have to do that Do I really have to write this right now? I've done it. I'm feeling really good. I haven't had a drink in a long time. Mm -hmm. Why do I need to do that? Why do I need to do that? That's the and, complacency that I'm thinking about. <laughs> I mean, not just the writing, but you know, that attitude of like, you know what, I haven't had a drink in a long time. I don't need to go to a meeting. I don't need to do this. I don't need to do that. And it's not like I, I really can't because I have something else that is taking up all my time, but I'd rather just, you know, watch TV and eat cupcakes or something, which happens, you know, it happens all the time, but that's, you know, that's complacency. That's what gets people knocked out. And, you know, I've had a period in my, I've had a period in my life where I got like, you know what, I'm good. And you know, meaning what you're good with what I'm good with recovery. I really don't need to do this every night. And, uh, you know, I dialed my meetings back to like once a month, maybe once every six weeks. And, uh, you did. Oh yeah. When did you do that? I mean, like 15 years ago. And, uh, it just, it didn't work for me. And I see it now. I see it you know, in people that I know that have been sober for a, a long time, so longer than me, it's like, <clears throat> you know, they just don't, they don't, they're not part of the program anymore. They're really not. They say they are, but they're just not. They don't, they don't go to meetings. They don't read literature. They don't do anything that kept them sober. And I guess, you know, <clears throat> what I learned in my own experience was that, um, you know, and I heard it's like this, this, uh, one of my old sponsors used to say it all the time is, uh, you know, if you never, cause he did the same thing I did. He had a period of time where, where he stopped. Um, but he said, if you never stop doing the basics, you never have to get back to basics, you know? And, uh, so he always says, so what are the basics? You know, I pray, I go to a meeting, I call somebody, you know, I do the basic stuff. And if I keep doing that, I mean, if it got me sober and it kept me, it kept me sober, why shouldn't I continue to do that? But you know what? We're all alcoholics and we're all humans and, you know, but that's stray, not a good, but, but I think that it's hard when you <clears throat> wander, as you were just describing to get back to, it's, the, really to, it's to very hard to go from wandering to going back to, okay. I, I can't wander. I feel like shit. I might exactly. not have picked up a drink because it's not alcohol. It's not the it's not the alcohol anymore. It hasn't been the alcohol for many years for me. It's the ism. Yeah, I love the way you say that. And and people are like, what's the alcohol ism? The alcoholism is what's going on in between these ears. Like in between my ears, it's totally screwed up at times. It's totally screwed up. If I don't write down what's bothering me at night, it will wake me up in the middle of the night. 
and it'll make me think about it. And I'll still think about it and think about it and think about it. I won't go down the rabbit hole as long as I used to go, but I still, it interrupts my life. So if I write the actual 10 step and I write what's bothering me before I go to bed, there's a better chance than not that I'm not going to wake up. Mm -hmm. Now, how did I know that? Because somebody told me that they said, Elizabeth, you should try this 10 step thing and doing it at night because it'll help you sleep through the night and you won't get up worrying about this thing or that thing or whatever the thing that's bothering you in the night. And I thought, wow, okay. I, you know, I, I'm going to try it. Cause I think that we get to this place that we're so uncomfortable. We're so uncomfortable in our own skin. And I mean, I don't mean uncomfortable in our clothing or uncomfortable. I mean, uncomfortable in our skin. We're like, just like, ugh, like nothing feels good. You're just like, eh, like, I don't feel happy. I don't feel sad. I don't feel necessarily sad, but I feel, eh, I just feel, eh, I just don't feel great. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how do I get back to feeling great? Cause we all know what it's like to feel great. And what are the tools we use to feel great? And we aren't going to feel great all the time. So there will be times in our life that we're going to feel, eh, but during the times that we're feeling, eh, what can I do to get out of the, eh? and for me, you know, it's really dealing with that voice in my head that is, um, it's not reasonable. It's not, um, it's, uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? It's not, um, the voice in my head, it's not like telling me the truth. It tells me lies. The voice in my head is, um, the voice in my head is a big fat liar. The voice in my head is negative. The voice in my head is, um, talks to me sometimes in a way I would never talk to a friend, but it talks to me about myself in my head. Um, it makes mountains into molehills. It, um, I can't be relaxed in that head of mine most times. Um, I am not living in the present when I'm in my head. I'm constantly in the future or in the past. I'm not in the moment. So how do I get out of that? That's the complacency I don't want to get into. Because I think that complacency that we sit here and we're like, I know what's going to happen. And I am obsessed about my kids and what my kids are doing. And are they going to be okay? And is this going to happen? Is that going to happen? I mean, I spent many years doing this, by the way, many years. This is not that I'm coming to you because I'm like a pro at not doing this. I'm more of a pro of doing this, by the way, what I'm just describing. I'm a pro at taking little teeny nuggets and making them into humongous problems. I am a person that goes where there isn't a problem, making a problem. I am a person that is, can regurgitate a story that happened to me. I can hold a grudge. I can do all those things. I can regurgitate a story that happened to me that somebody did to me. And I could tell you that story still to this day that somebody, if somebody brings up that person, they will be like, uh-huh. I remember what they did to me. And it's not going to be positive. Mm-hmm. It's nine, 10 out of 10 times. I mean, sometimes it is if I think of a person, but most of the time, if somebody brings up somebody's name who I haven't kept in contact with, because I like to keep in contact with a lot of people, but I'm like, ah, point in case today. I played with golf with this woman last week and she was there again today. And I will tell you, I can give somebody the cold shoulder like nobody's business. And I saw her again today and I was like, I'm not even gonna say hi to her. I don't even like that person. I don't want her in my, I don't even want her in my, I don't want her in my stratosphere. So I didn't say hi. Do you ever feel like that? 
See, that's not a nice thing to say. It's, but I'm truthful. I'm human about this. Mm -hmm. So I get these things in my crawl. I get these things in my head. I can't let go of them. I like, no, I'm, a, I'm sure that person had no idea who I was or that I didn't even talk to her. She probably didn't even realize that. But of course, I think she probably did. And I probably offended her and da, 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 but she probably has no idea. Mm -hmm. It's amazing how the story blows up in your head, isn't it? It's insane. It's the insanity. It's the ism. It's the alcoholism. It's the thought process. It's the thing that's like, and I don't know if it just happens to alcoholics. I don't know if it happens to regular people as well, or if it's more predominantly with people that have alcohol and mental health issues, which, and I don't want to say we're all crazy, but you know, mental health does go underneath the umbrella. I mean, alcoholism does go underneath the umbrella of, of mental health. So mm -hmm. we'll just say it's a mental disease. And so my thinking is totally askew. And if I don't recognize the fact that I'm going down the rabbit holes, that I'm making these problems all over the place when I don't need to be, what is really going on inside of me? Why don't I feel comfortable just sitting here in my own skin? What is that? It's the isms. It's the isms. Mm -hmm. It's not doing the stuff that I need to do that takes care of the isms. So I don't drink, which takes care of the fact that I'm not falling down and I'm not crashing into cars and I'm not doing stuff that I wouldn't normally do. And I'm not blackout and I'm not, you know, doing all these crazy things. That's what alcohol did. Like I never drank like a lady. Like I never drank, like just had one. I was like, you want to go? Let's go toe to toe. I will party with you till I, I'll be in and out of blackouts. I can't even talk. So I definitely can't do the alcohol, but the ism part, what do I do to make that voice go away? What do I do to not go down the rabbit hole? Well, for one, I've got to talk to people. Mm -hmm. You've learned a lot of things that you do, and I've seen you do a lot of things. So you do uh, you talk to a lot of people. You do a lot of meditation. You do a lot of mindfulness. Um, you do a lot of writing. And it's all it all it works for you. It does. And I'm kind not, of, and I'm going to get to this place because like, no, it's just like, you know, it's just a grad, like <clears throat> it was this gradual shift from here to here, you know, when it took a while, it took a couple of years. Okay. So, and I, and not to be bitchy moany, but mm -hmm. I'm going to be bitchy moany and I'm going to say this. So when you just said you made this transformation and you don't worked on these things, of course it gets mm -hmm. under my crawl. I don't know if anybody knows me getting that under my crawl. But I got on my crawl because I'm like, okay, I do that. What do you do? What does JF do to take care of his isms? Oh, he doesn't have any. Oh, that's so not true. It's not true. I, I try to meditate every morning. <laughs> okay. But like today you were jacked up. I really wasn't. You were. I, I, for most of the day I wasn't. But today I, I meditated. I did that. I didn't get to a meeting. I would have liked to, but I couldn't. I tried once and I just got interrupted immediately. So maybe I'll get one, maybe I'll get to one tonight. I doubt it. You could. I could, but I probably won't. But I guarantee I'll get to one tomorrow morning. <laughs> but you were feeling, when I pulled up in the car this afternoon, I could tell that he was, Argh. I was ready. I was because I was, I was, I was stuck in the house and I couldn't wait to get out of the house. I was so glad when you came here so I could leave. That was the bottom line. <laughs> I needed to leave the house. I sat here all day for nine hours, <clears throat> you know, mostly by myself and I was ready to get out. So 
So that's what I needed for me. I needed to get out and I got out. So it was felt much better. Felt much better once I got out. So that was your complacent. You were no longer complacent because you're like, okay, I can go. And then we had to wait for somebody to come here today. But mm -hmm. um, so that's what I did. I was like, yes, yeah, as soon as she gets here, I'm leaving. <laughs> he was like, how long are you going to be? It was good. Yeah, sometimes I think complacency, I, I like that you brought that up because actually in the end that was pretty good because I didn't know this was going to follow this way. But, you know, leaving your house helps you to get out of your mode, like just changing your environment. If it's in your car, um, if it's going for a walk outside, if it's nobody goes to the gym. I mean, I think some people are going back to gym and yoga classes and that sort of thing. Sure they are. Yeah, they have yoga on the beach someplace. You know, not everybody here listens, lives on the beach. I'm trying to be more generalized, but I think that you can, um, one can leave your house and that can be your start of your, like, I'm not going to be complacent. I'm going to get up, I'm going to do something. I'm not going to sit here and be stagnant. I'm going to do something. Even though I don't feel like it, it's cold. I don't want to put a coat on. I don't want to put boots on. I don't want to do any of that. Or if you're down south, you don't want to, go deal with the wind, whatever it is, whatever the outdoor elements are going on. If you're in Colorado, damn, you definitely have to put some boots on um, and definitely a hat and gloves. But um, getting to that place that you can be, that you can get out of yourself is so important and special all day long, all day long, because sometimes you can do it in the morning and then by the afternoon, you're like, I'm, I'm feeling eh again. I'm feeling complacent. I'm feeling not comfortable with my sin. What can I do? And I don't mean running from your feelings because it's not running from your feelings. I think it's just getting out of yourself sometimes because we just need to. I think the running from your feelings is when you want to pick up other things. You know, have mm -hmm. it be food, clothing, sex, um, cigarettes, Shopping's huge for me. Mm -hmm. um, so how am I going to go about, how am I going to not do one of those things that I'm going to sit in my feelings sometimes? Cause I know, you know what, I've been, I, I've tried all these other things and I'm still not, I'm still feeling it. So then what am I going to do? Why? Well, again, I mentioned, I talk to people a lot. I talk to people about how I'm honestly feeling. And sometimes that's not people. I mean, I don't really talk to layman people that much about how I'm feeling because they don't want to know. And I mean, layman people, meaning people who don't have problems like I do and people that aren't, you know, in a program, I have to say, you know, most people, I don't know, recently that I've seen it, I don't know, I don't know these people. So they're all, they're all these new people I've met since coming to our Amelia Island. And I met some people and I'm like, wow, they're so not, <laughs> they're just not very evolved and you're like how are you i'm gay i'm gay i'm like really you are okay because i'm normally used to hanging around people when you say how are you they're like well they actually give me a little more back than i'm great because i don't know who really is great all the time i think that's bullshit excuse my french but i do i think it's bullshit i don't think anybody's great all the time i think everybody's got something at some time that they're <clears throat> dealing with and if we can't talk to somebody about that, we don't feel great and we've got to walk around, which I did for many years until I was 37 and I got sober. I walked around with like, yeah, I'm great. I'm See great. My shoes? 
she, you know, my shoes are, where's a drink? Fuck, I need a cigarette. Where's pot? Where's drugs? Where's something to invest in the system? Because I definitely didn't want to feel. So I said I was great all the time. I'm not saying that everybody says that they're great is popping pills and drinking and doing all the things that I was doing. But I think that to be honest about where we are today and how we're feeling, I think that's one of the things that like COVID might've done is given us the ability to be honest. I think that, um, I think that also getting outside and realizing that life is short is huge as well. I think it's embracing the days and that like life is opening up now. I know more and more and more and more and more and more people that have gotten the vaccine. I mean, people all over, I mean, today they said that I could have gone to Walmart and gotten a vaccine today. Um, but getting this place where you're taking care of yourself and so you don't have to feel eh as often as you used to feel is really important, I think, for everybody that's out there. I think that to be out there and listening to this podcast and making this step to at least do this is huge. I think that getting to this place is huge. I think that could be one of your, this could be one of your steps on your way to getting eh, less eh, and getting more. You know, as you're talking about that, you just made aware. me think about that. <clears throat> You know, that point they always bring up is that you can start your day over whenever you want. So that's probably when, when and if you choose to do that, that's certainly stepping out of complacency, right? Like I'm not stuck in this crappy day anymore. I'm starting a new day right now and it's going to be a good day. And I'm just going to move on from all that other stuff and, you know, start it all over again. Just start it all over again. You can do that as many times as you want during the day. You can. Mm -hmm. You can. So if you're out there, don't be complacent. Do something little. It doesn't have to be as momentous as picking up a piece of paper and writing down what you're feeling. If you want to, you can, it works. It totally works. I don't, but if it's just going outside and changing you where you are, reach out to a friend. You can always email me at busy, B-I-Z-Z-Y at busylivingsober.com. But making sure you take care of you is really important. I will tell you this. Um, I haven't any guests on yet. This is our third week doing this again, that we're back and I haven't had a guest on. And I don't know, what do you guys think? I got a lot of guests that want to come on. And I've just been kind of like, I'm maybe I've been complacent. And I've said, you know what? I don't know if I really want to do it. I was talking to my friend who what was- that's being complacent though, huh? Oh, it's not being complacent. You know what? It's not being complacent. It's just being that I just- I sure, sure, you should do what you want. Well, I People just- People love what you do. Well, thank don't you. you guys? Everybody does. They want to see you. They don't want to see the other people anyway. So they like well, me because I don't talk that much. <laughs> you guys, were, we could go on and on and on. I think we're already over 30 minutes and here we are. That's the truth. It's, um, it is the truth that it's just me. And I, I for one, I, I feel like I don't want to push anybody's items on you. Like, oh, you listen to this person's podcast and now you need to go out and buy their book. I, you know, it's, I, I don't. I, I'm, it's still up for debate. I'm still pondering. I haven't decided of an answer. So you're just going to get me once a week right now. If I feel like doing two, I'll do two, but I don't and, have any guests on. And I'm not selling on. any books. And we're not selling anything. In fact, this is all free because this is all spiritual. If you don't get this stuff free, uh, you know, I can't charge you for this stuff. I, it's too hard. It's yeah, no, this is a free thing. So that's all I have for today. Until next time, don't get complacent, get busy, live and sober, and um, have a great week. I'll talk to you next Tuesday. And until next time, keep getting busy, living sober.
I'm dancing again, go watch, go subscribe, subscribe to my YouTube channel. You can subscribe to my website on my website at busylivingsober.com. And you can always email me at busy, B-I-Z-Z-Y at busy, B-U-S-Y livingsober.com. I promise I'll respond. And until next time, again, keep getting busy living sober. Take care. Love y'all. Bye. Bye.